com. This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good evening. You are listening to the Transforming Truth broadcast with your host tonight, Reverend Chris Palmer. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the broadcast. We usually come on at 12.15 Saturday nights, which is technically Sunday mornings. But we have special editions all this week and all next week. So we invite you to tune in Monday through Friday. Um, we'll be 11 to 11.30. So we're live tonight, 313-838-1035. We are live tonight, 313-838-1035. Many people, you're listening tonight. You need someone to agree with you in prayer. God's word says in Matthew chapter 18, where two or more are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst. You know, you can gather together, not just in your family room or at church or uh, on a telephone call. You can do that on the radio broadcast. So there's power in agreement. There's power when believers come together. That's why it says in Hebrews chapter 10, for us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So... If you're in need of prayer tonight, perhaps you're driving and are lonely, or perhaps you are contemplating taking your life. These are serious things, and I want to pray with you tonight. You know, I was grieved to see what happened in Boston. Last night, I went to bed, and I was praying for our school system. Late last night, praying for our school system and believing God that in America there would be no tragedies in uh, our high schools and our junior highs, and believing God that... He would secure these for our safety. We're living in a time, friend, where we need to be led, guided, directed by the Spirit. The Bible says that the enemy knows that his time is short and he is wroth. So we must be led by the Spirit. And uh, and I'm grieved to see what's happening today. But what we need, the answer, is the Word of God. And that is why we're here preaching to you tonight. So, again, we're live. 313-838-1035 for the next 28 minutes and counting. Before we get into our teaching tonight, um, I want to remind you and tell you and invite you to a very special service I'm doing this week on Friday at 7.30 p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. People come to Novi to the 12 Oaks Mall. Well, it's close to the 12 Oaks Mall. It's right across Novi Road by Fountain Walk. Uh, right next to the Imagine Theater, the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. You say, why should I come? Well, there'll be anointed preaching, worship, I'll be speaking, and I'll be praying for the sick. So I want you to come this Friday at 7.30 p.m., and it's a free event. There's no need for you to register or go to a website. Bring somebody, bring your kids, bring your family, bring one, bring all. Come this Friday to the Hilton Garden Inn. I'll be preaching the Word of God and praying for the sick. Our last service, we saw people delivered from asthma, people delivered from pain in their bodies, people delivered from all sorts of sicknesses and diseases. And God is still in the healing business, and He wants to demonstrate His power. And so I want you to come. Also, I want to let you know that my book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, uh, is out and available on Amazon.com. So go to Amazon, type in Chris Palmer, and type in The Believer's Journey and you'll find it. It'll be a blessing to you. People are using it for their Bible studies. People are using it for sermon material or whatever you want to use it for. 
I believe it will be a blessing to you and to your family. You know, it's the kind of book that you can give it to your child and your child can read it. Or you can read it yourself and understand it. It's deep enough, but it's also simple enough to teach you some essentials of the truth. What it means to be born again. What it means how Paul, the Apostle Paul, received his revelation knowledge from the Spirit. What is the whole, who is the Holy Spirit and what is his objective in your life? Uh, you know, we are living in a time where the Pentecostal movement, people are going past it. They're simplifying the gospel. They don't want to talk about praying in the Holy Ghost. They want to say that tongues is... Uh, Dormen and we shouldn't talk about tongues. They want to hide the legitimate move of Pentecost and the move of the Spirit. And this book is going to give you an explanation as why it's imperative to have the walk of the Spirit in your life and how you, as a child of God, do not have to have any limitation to how close and how deep you go into Jesus Christ. One time the Spirit of God told me, He said, Son, if you follow one person, and hook, line, and sinker, and your relationship with that person is lived, uh, your relationship with me is lived vicariously through that person, then you are going to run into limitations in your life. Now, I believe in submitting. I believe in being obedient to your covering. But I also believe very much so that your relationship with God should be not governed by them. It should be governed by the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost is governing your relationship, there's no limit to how far and how deep you can go into Christ. Come on. Think about it for a second. You don't want your relationship with God and your understanding of God to be repeating a bunch of things that you heard everybody else say. You want the Holy Spirit to give to you revelation knowledge straight from the source. Not just... And it's good to receive things from people. I get that. But... Don't you want to know where the source is at so you can go to it anytime and draw from it at will? Thank God for the Spirit of God, for the Holy Spirit, who is your teacher, your guide, your friend, your comforter. And he can take you right to the stream of revelation knowledge and bring you there so that you can receive not secondhand understanding, but firsthand understanding. 313 we have 24 minutes and counting for you to call in and receive prayer tonight. I want to talk tonight, 1 John 3, 8. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Now, this is not talking about people that are in the world. This is talking to Christians. And it says that we should be called the sons of God. This word in the Greek is talking about the sons belonging to God. So, you're sons of Him. That means God possesses you as children. If you're a Christian and you're driving today, you should say that out loud. Say, God possesses me as His child. Then it says, therefore the world knows us not because it knew Him not. The actual Greek doesn't say the world knows, it doesn't say the world knows us not. It says, this world knows us not because it knew Him not. Now, that's a very powerful statement. Because if it says, this world knows us not, that means that there is a world that knows you right now. That's the realm of spirit. You are known by God in another social system, and that's the social system of heaven. You, oh, thank you, Jesus. That's enough for me to wake up and get excited about that. When it says the world knows us not, that means it doesn't understand you. You're peculiar to this world, and that's why you can't blend into the world. You can't preach a message that pleases the world because you're not of it. 
And it's difficult for them to understand unless you have the Spirit. Verse number 2 says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Verse number 3, And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself. Then it says in verse number 4, Whoever commits sin transgresses the law, for sin is transgression of the law. And verse 5, it says, And you know that he was manifested. Now listen, look at this, look at this. He was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Do you know how many people today go around saying that they're sinners? How many Christians do you know that you can count on one hand, say, I'm a sinner, yeah, brother, we're just sinners, oh, but they don't know the scriptures. Bible said that Jesus came, he was manifested, he wrapped himself in flesh, divinity emptying himself out, remaining God, but emptying himself out of his power. And he took upon the form of humanity that through his finished work on the cross, he could destroy and obliterate the power of sin in your life. You have been delivered and set free from sin. Hallelujah. And it says, Whoever abides in him sins not. And it says in verse number 7, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous. That ought to be your confession, that you do righteousness. And verse number 8, it says, He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. And this is what I want to talk about tonight. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We're going to go to the phones in just a second. But when we get back from the phones, I want to talk about what is the work of the devil that Jesus came to destroy. Is it sickness? It's sickness. Is it disease? It is, but it goes a little deeper. Is it depression? Yes, but it goes deeper than that. We'll get to that when we get back from the phones. We have Charles in Waterford. How are you tonight, Charles? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm bloated. I, I've been, over the years, I, I've retained water, and uh, it's building up. Are you in pain right now? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You need deliverance? Uh, touch God's healing power to help you with your bloating? Yes, to get out the water. Okay. Now, do you go to a doctor for this? Yes, I am. Okay. And if God healed you, what would happen? If God healed me, I'd be able to go like anybody normally would go to the bathroom. I understand. Okay. Well, I'm going to pray for that. If you're listening tonight, stretch your hands and your faith towards Charles. Charles, there's a company of believers that are praying for you tonight. Uh, and we're going to go and believe God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring before you Charles, your son. Father, in the name of Jesus, you were manifested. You came that Charles might have life not just in his spirit but in his body. Father, I release your healing power now to touch him where he's at. I pray, Father, that the healing power of God would minister to his body right now. I pray against, Father, any type of retaining of water that's abnormal. And, Father, I command it to become perfectly normal and well in the name of Jesus. I just release that power over him now, your healing ability. And I declare it's working in him. And I pray, Father, that he would be able to lose this water quickly. Quickly, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Charles. Thank you. And uh, when you hang up the phone, I want you to expect God is healing your body, okay? Okay. God bless you. Thank you. We have Rick in Farmington Hills. God bless you, Rick. Thanks for calling the Transforming Truth. Hey there, sir. How you doing, 
I'm blessed. How are you? I've been listening to you a couple of nights when I've been going uh, to work on Saturday. I uh, hear that you're a good man of God. So, well, I, uh, I appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for listening in. Yeah. I, can I get some prayer, brother? <laughs> Absolutely. That's what that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I don't. Just no specific thing. I just uh, like some prayer, man. That's all. Well, go ahead, and there's things that you have in your life that God is um, wanting to do, and I want to pray for you, okay, as the Spirit leads me. Okay, Rick? Uh-huh. Father, I thank you for my brother Rick. I thank you that the things of God that you've been placed inside of his heart are like jewels and they're like treasures, Father. Understanding, revelation that you've given him from your word, things that you revealed to him even long ago, I declare, are things that have not gone forgotten. Father, I pray those things that he's received from your word that you would continue to renew that. And God just says, Rick, he's going to breathe a fresh breath upon you. And when he breathes his breath upon you, things that are already inside of you, that they have not died. They're just going to begin to awaken once again. They're just asleep. And the Lord says, oh, things are going to begin to awaken inside of your life. And things that have been asleep, those things are going to start waking back up again. And when they wake back up, they'll be more powerful, double the power that they used to be. And I just declare a fresh breath of revelation. A fre- and and you were, you've been concerned about your witness, about, uh, you know, you just don't see your effectiveness in ministering to others. And God says, it's going to be three times as great as it used to be. And by the time you hit Christmas, you're going to see many people, even on your job, even in your family, come to know Jesus. There's going to be a new power about your witness. There's going to be a new, when you lead people to Jesus, you're going to be convincing when you talk and there's no reason for you to be ashamed says the lord and i thank you that no shame is in your life i declare that there is no uh, concern and there's no self-doubt the lord wants you to be confident rick and to go forward and know that he is breathing his breath upon your life and he's rekindling the fire of god inside you i thank you for my brother rick i pray father that you'd cancel every debt in his life i declare financial pressure that he has lord i break that off him i pray you do miracles father for him financially and i pray lord that you would even promote him even promotions that were denied you things that you've been hoping for i you just say oh i'm not going to get that the lord says you believe in me and i'll bring you the very best position and i'll pay every bill and i'll put an abundance beside and i thank you for just a new brand new season in his life god and i thank you and i praise you for it i declare your power and your fire in jesus name amen thank you brother god bless god bless you rick we're talking tonight about what is it that jesus came to destroy what is it that jesus came to loose us from well look what it says here it says Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sins of the devil for this purpose was, uh, he manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And verse number 9 says, he who is born of God does not commit sin. This is the crux right here. It is that Jesus came that you might be born again. And the work that Jesus came to destroy was you being born into sin and that sinful nature. He came to destroy the sinful nature that you have in your life. The sinful nature that you have was what bound you to the family of Satan. And God's love, it says in verse number one, would not let you stay this way. The work of the devil is the constant you committing the sin. It's not something that's done on the outside. The work of the devil is something that is done on the inside of you. 
And Christ came so that whatever was in you causing you to repeat over and over and over again the work of the devil, he came that that could be ripped out of you. And that's called regeneration. I get excited about this. I get passionate about it because the Bible says in Titus chapter 3 verse 5 that we have received the washing of regeneration. You say, what is regeneration? Well, the root word of regeneration right in the middle is not the word re and not the shan. It's the gene. It's talking about a genetic type of change that took place. I want to suggest this to you and I don't believe it's that far out there. If everything living has genetics, the celery and the vegetables that you ate today, there's genetics in that. The trees that you passed in your yard today, there's genetics in that. If So if everything living has genetics, is it possible that spirits have some type of genetic blueprint? Is it possible? And if that's the case, did Jesus come to change your genetics from sinful genetics to holy God-like genetics when you were born again. We'll go to the phone. We have Charles in Redford. How are you tonight, Charles? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you doing, brother? Good. Thank you for calling us tonight. Amen. I'm calling for prayer. I ask that you pray, um, you know, for me. For, um, first of all, my marriage with me and my wife. You know, my wife, we don't have health insurance. And, you know, she has a share of issues with her health. Not, not major. I have mine with mine. And also for our finances, I desire... You know, to um, you know, to be um, a very wealthy person, a millionaire, so that I can bless the kingdom of God and live comfortably the way the Lord wants His people to live. I've been told that the Lord's going to make me a wealthy person. I don't know where or how, but I'm designed to pursue, you know, the avenue of business, getting a business loan, and um, you know, basically, you know, seeing what doors He open for me in that area. In the meantime, I do security, and I work at a department store. And I got another security job to pay a little more. They both close to my home. I'm asking that you pray that the Lord bless me that, you know, I'll be able to get the schedules where it won't, you know, sure. conflict with my present position. Sure. Well, let me pray for you tonight. Father, I thank you for Charles. Pray that the blessing of God would be on his life. Father, he believed that in calling tonight and connecting to this agreement that there would be a power that's released in his life, the power that comes from agreeing on things. Father... You have ordered his life and ordered his steps. And I declare the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you are working out everything in his life that pertains to life and godliness. And we release the power of agreement in his life now. Everything that is being withheld, I command that to be broken. And I pray everything that is being kept from him, Father, I pray would be loose to him now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you would put his life and his timing into perfect sync with the timing of God that you have for his life. Pray, Lord, that he'd walk in the blessing. Every debt in his life, I pray, would be erased. And I pray that you'd govern him by wisdom and understanding. Pray, Father, for favor everywhere he goes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank Appreciate you, Charles. You, bless you. God bless you. We have Faye in Detroit. Faye, God bless you. You're on the broadcast tonight. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. And um, I really enjoy your program. Oh, well, thank you. I think it's uh, very informative. But anyway, what I'm calling for is I um been having issues with what you call you call these spirits. They are um uh spirits of what it's actually a witchcraft spirit hmm. and a spirit of it's a controlling witchcraft spirit. What's happening? Uh well well I've recently lost my mother and and um not too long ago and she left a lot of things for um, well, she, she left me like um, 
like a car and, and stuff like that. And, and it's been issues, you know. And and so and so I'm 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 you say, you say that you're saying that you were dealing with witchcraft spirits. What is, what is happening to make you think that? Well, I know it's a witchcraft a witchcraft spirit in a sense. It's like a it's like a I would say it's a it's a controlling spirit. It's a spirit that that um has to control you, tries to control you through who? Uh, control me. Okay, what is it doing? Well, it's it's like um it's like well. Want to just take over everything? Okay. You know, like like for example, like today I went to go get my get my car together. You know, and, and it's my car. It's my name. It's been switched in. Right, right, right. You know, and then, and, but then, I it's, it's it's like the my brother wants to just just take control of it. Okay. I, I'm I'm 51. I can take care of my business. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let me pray. The, let me pray. Yeah. For you, let me pray for your family. Okay. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Every spirit in operation, you know the situation, Father. Every spirit in operation in phase life, every unclean devil, every unclean spirit, I break its power in our life now in the name of Jesus. We touch and agree. We believe that every grip of the enemy is broken. Father, I pray that you would put Faye at perfect peace, that she'd be in perfect rest. And right now, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would order everything in her family in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that there would be amends in her family. That there would be amends in her family, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chris. God bless you, Faye. You too. All bye right. Bye bye. We're talking tonight about God's power to destroy the works of the devil. We're talking about regeneration. Have you stopped to think that God regenerated you? He stripped you of that sinful genetic that caused you to sin. The work of the devil is when he came in and he put sin into the human race. When um, we're understanding the idea of sonship, I want to say this, that the power of the gospel does not become a reality until you get a revelation of sonship. I know people today, I talk about sonship, they say, what is that? They've been hearing the gospel all their lives, but they've never understood or heard the idea that Christ did not come to give you religion, a bunch of do's and don'ts, but he came to give to you, now let's say it like this, the right to be a son of God. Because that right was taken from you when Adam sinned, but Jesus came so that you could get that back. When you don't fellowship with God out of being a son of God. When people are preaching the gospel, but they're not talking about sonship, they're, living out, they're leaving out a huge part of the gospel. Because the gospel is about adoption back into the family of God. It's like this. I was sharing last night about being an orphan. An orphan is somebody that's not protected, that's not covered. They don't have a family covering over them, and they go abused because nobody is looking out for them, and they have no father figure. Well... When Jesus came, you received a father. And when you don't fellowship with God out of sonship, you use substitutes to fellowship with him. Do's and don'ts. When people don't have a revelation of sonship, they try to use time and sacrifice as a means to fellowship with God. They become braggadocious about the hours they spend in prayer. 
They begin to brag about their church attendance, how many times they said the Hail Mary, what uh, council in church they sit on, or they use aesthetics to try and reach God. Tattoos and piercings. I'm more spiritual because I come to church in torn jeans. I'm more spiritual because I come to church in a suit. It's not going to get you anywhere. Or Christian service. When I talk about mission trips or charity, these are good things. But I've got to tell you this. If you think that you're going to get close to God by going on a mission trip, what happens when you get home? Well, it brought me closer to God. Why are you there? But in reality, it didn't. It made you think you were closer to God because you were doing His work. But doing His work doesn't make you closer to Him. That is not how God fellowships with you. It's good to do the work of God, but that proceeds out of where God really fellowships with you, and that is out of your inner man. One time someone came to me, and they were horrified because they said their son got a tattoo. And I said, what is the tattoo that your son got? They said, what was his favorite scripture verse? I said, tell me about your son. They said, well, uh, he's rebellious. And, uh, you know, he's been running from God. And I said, but he just got a tattoo of a scripture verse. She said, yeah, give me a verse in the Bible that condemns tattoos. I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, because I know why your son did that. Because... He's never been taught how to access God through his inner man. So he's trying to do all he knows how to do to access God. And he's trying to use the best he knows how, and that's his outer man. And he put a, he inked his body with a scripture verse because he thought that would get him closer to God. And it could not. And he's going to be disappointed. Instead of giving him a scripture verse to condemn what he's doing, why don't you teach him how to access God through his inner man? And she looked at me dumbfounded and realized that where she'd been missing it. Uh, because when you avoid sonship, well, first of all, when you don't take into recollection, recollection the inner man, of what Christ has done and that work that he's done inside you, um, you're going to have a hard time fellowshipping with God. 313-838-1035. We have five minutes left. If you have a prayer need, I want you to call in real quick. I can take it in the next minute. Um, and we're talking tonight about fellowship with God and how you fellowship with God through your inner man. Fellowship is the fruit of sonship. And so when there is no fellowship with God, when you don't, when you're not living as a son of God, where you are a son of God, it's a daughter of God, but when you don't know this, it's very difficult for you to fellowship with God because you don't know how to fellowship with them. Out of what? When I fellowship with my parents, I'm fellowshipping with them as a son. I know my role and my position. And so listen, when you're fellowshipping with God as a son, and when you're not fellowshipping with them with as a son, uh, there's no worship. When you don't fellowship with them, you don't hear him. Or there's no joy in your life. How many Christians today have no joy? You ever see Christians? They're just sitting there, head down, confused. I'm telling you what. I meet Christians that are so confused. And they never, it just seems they just are always into another fad. Well, today we're trying this. And next week we're trying that. And we're trying this. And oh, we're trying this. Listen, I'm going to say this. When you learn how to access God through your inner man, you don't follow fads and trends. Because you're never dissatisfied. Christians that don't fellowship with God through their inner man become dissatisfied with their Christian walk. Because they're always looking to reach God through another way. But when you start accessing them through your inner man, through 
the work that God gave to you through Jesus Christ, which is your new spirit. See, God destroyed the works of the devil, which is that old nature that separated you from him, that includes sin and all his friends, sickness, disease. He gave to you a brand new spirit, and that's where you begin to fellowship with God. And when God starts speaking of that, watch out, the revelation is going to start coming. We have two minutes left. I want to invite you, friend, to my service. I'll be preaching this Friday night in Novi, Michigan. You say, well, I'm busy. Well, make some time. Come out and get a touch from God. And be anointed preaching and worship. I want to meet you. I want to meet my listening, you know, meet you and, and your family. So come out. Um, 7.30 p.m. You can come to the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. It's free. I'll be preaching, and I'll be sticking around after to meet you. And I'll be praying for the sick. So if you have a disease in your body, an infection, whatever, come out. And we'll believe God. People are healed all the time. And uh, we'll pray together. Also, my book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation. Have you gotten this book yet? You know, I talk about my book, and people say, why are you always talking about your book? Well, if you wrote something that was 362 pages and poured, or did I say 362 330, 343 pages. If you wrote something that was that many pages, you know, you would talk about it as well. So I want you to um, get it. Use it as a Bible study. Use it as a tool, as a resource. It will be a lot for you to digest. Uh, people say, what's your book about? And I think, well, what part of my book? Because it's very, there's four powerful revelations in this book that I'm going to be teaching the next four Friday nights. And they're the bedrock of how you can begin your journey. Four powerful revelations I've identified from this book that I want to teach. And I want you to get it. You can go on Amazon.com or you can go on my website, www.chrispalmerministries.com. Find me on Facebook, Chris Palmer. I'll accept your friend request. And you will be my Facebook friend. Tomorrow night I'll be here, 11 o'clock at WMUZ. Same time, 11 o'clock. I'll be here tomorrow night. And I want you to tune in and call in for prayer. Same time, 11 o'clock. God bless you, friend. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I will talk to you. You'll hear from me tomorrow at 11. Be blessed. Amen. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com. Or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chris Palmer Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light. One.